This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran, and you may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of USQ films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, God of War Ragnarok adds new game plus, finally. Forspoken is standing tall with a new DLC coming. The gaming community searches for Sonic's murder. And in our final stage, I check out Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. We're back with another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and to be honest, this is a really light news week in the world of gaming. Uh, I was very surprised about that. There's really nothing too much going on that is not called Super Mario Brothers the movie this week. And, of course, we'll be talking about that in our Prime show uh, this week with a ton of other news that is going on <laughs> in the world, new trailers and everything that just popped up. But, um... Yeah, really nothing new this week in terms of that. And of course, in our final stage, I said we will be talking about Bayonetta Origins, uh, Platinum Games' latest uh, Bayonetta game. A little bit different from the norm. And uh, we'll talk about whether that worked or not. So, you know, I actually completed that game ages ago. I just now am able to talk about it because of everything. If you've been listening for the last few weeks, um, you know, the Molly Flanagan interview, which I love. And if you haven't checked that out, go out of your way, check it out now. Molly Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, my good friend is back, um, for her fourth, technically fifth appearance, if you will. And we talk about everything. We do talk Naruto stuff. We talk about, uh, her new shows on MB or ABC, I should say, and Adult Swim. So, you know, go out of your way, check that out. And then, you know, we also were the WWE 2K 23 deal just took up all a lot of my time because it was so much we had to cover with that one and this will probably be the last wwe 2k game i buy like for two reasons one they hold the the, the whole vince mcmahon thing I, I i knew he was back i knew this this dude was back i knew he was plotting the whole entire time the post vince era was never really the post vince era and we now know what the deal was you know gotta give him credit for a savvy at, at, at least the devil is very savvy but um so yeah i'm gonna be that's gonna be the last you know wwe 2k game i buy you know because he's fully in he's officially in. it's like really no point and then the other thing is that our they kind of gave me what i want in the first place was war games so i already played the war games match i know what wwe 2k provides they're gonna keep putting on the same content every year you know the war games match was the newest thing that they ever did and it was it was pretty good like i said in the review if you want to check out my full review and what i thought i did a two-part review of that if you haven't checked it out if you're a wrestling fan go out of your way i did a 18 minute first uh review of 
you know, the first half of things that they had. And then, you know, I had Boris Aguilar from Sunday night's main event on TSN radio, um, give his thoughts. And we talked about it a little bit more, more elaborate, you know, take on it. So, you know, go out anyway, check it out. It's out on video and audio right now. But yeah, I think it's safe to say the next wrestling games I'm going to be playing. It will not be WWE based in there. Like a bunch of different wrestling games that will be coming out and that are in the works, including AEW fight forever, which a lot of us was hoping that they will announce this week and they didn't they announce something just, I would say it's just as big, but it's not the case. So that is the deal with that. But all my, everything I was doing, it took a lot of time. You guys got to understand. I am a one man art department and production department, multimedia department. I do all the writing, the editing, the recording, the footage taking every, you know, a lot of that, it takes, uh, takes quite a bit for me to do. So, you know, it is what it is, but you know, we finally reached to this time where I could check this game out and, uh, we'll talk about that in our uh, final segment there. So let's talk about some other things real quick. For instance, God of War Ragnarok. I knew if I was going to end up coming back to this game sooner or later. Now I have a great reason to because they finally released New Game Plus. We knew they were going to do that eventually. They always do that. They bring up the Santa Monica games, uh, bring out these games. And then, you know, with the intention of doing New Game Plus. And now it's here along with some other cool things. So all equipment, skills and weapons return with you when you re-enter the story mode more powerful than you did when you first started before note uh the this will be only unlocked for those who actually completed the game the first time around so once you do that you'll have the option to do it it it, i always wonder because there's some games that will already have new game plus available at the ready and when it comes to santa monaco studios and ps studios if you will they always wait to bring this out. And I don't understand why it needs to do that. Like I can name a few games. Uh, Bayonetta is one of them. They already have it. Like you can replay the, the stages already, you know, with which you already have. Marvel Midnight Suns already has new game. Plus I believe Gotham Knights already had new game plus at the ready for you. So I don't know why it takes Santa Monaco quite a while to do it. I believe the Arkham Knight series may have also had to wait to do new game plus at first. Uh, I believe Spider-Man Insomniac might have also waited to provide new game plus as well, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's here and you know, anybody who's enjoyed like myself has enjoyed the game of the year. <laughs> uh, you can check it out again with time with all your bells and whistles and everything to that. I will note that certain weapons like the spear will only be available once you reach a certain stage. Now I think they did this last uh, in the last game too, because when you replayed the game, you couldn't, I believe you couldn't use the blades of chaos until you reach that level. I could be wrong, but they won't let you do it. Actually, I think they did. So this time, apparently you won't be able to use the spear until you reach that stage where it introduces the item there. So, but that, that ain't, that's not a deal breaker at all. The game is still awesome. You are still able to use all of your, um, blades of chaos, you know, gear, and you can still level up your skill trees and all that stuff too. So it's awesome. And, and of course the story is just 
phenomenal. It's just, why not go and do this again? You will also have possession of new armor that they uh, released as well, uh, including the Spartan armor, which is from his Pantheon days of the Greek, uh, Greek Methos. So from the original God of War series. So you get to check that out and some other little cool things as well. PS uh, Studios also added a black and white render mode, which allows you to play the game in black and white, a la Logan, if you will. Like if you guys remember the movie Logan, they had a black and white version to give it that like old school Western style. They're doing it for this too. And that's what I might do. I may actually do that. If it looks really awesome, I may actually uh, jump on that and play the whole entire thing in black and white. I think that is a cool idea for God of War. So there you have it. It's out now. If you haven't played this game yet, what are you waiting for? One of my uh, ACMG members just asked me yesterday about, you know, getting this, you know, getting uh, a PlayStation 5. I'm like, if you can get it now, get it. Because this was a very hard console to get. And looks like he was he was able to get it. He got his uh, PS5. He got the uh, God of War edition. And it's awesome. It looks like people are now starting to be able to... Uh, get accessibility to you know the console it just it it really kills me to realize that one it's three years since the playstation came out and since the playstation 5 came out and i forgot how hard it was for people to get it i and i i don't know how i forgot because i remember how hard it was to retrieve i can't believe that i actually got it on the same year because if you guys remember what we had to do to get a ps5 and all the bs that happened with the bots and and people like you know buying up these ps5s and then raising the prices online to like astronomical amounts of money just to get it and stupid people to actually pay for it ain't no way in hell i i managed to luck out and i i tried target i tried best buy i forgot what was the other one was it micro center i don't think it was there was another place i tried but target it was a was a was a fail because they wanted to do delivery and at the time i was not trusting deliveries at all i wanted to pick up the console myself i wanted it in my hands so the best place to go was best buy because if once you get it and pay for it and lock it you would you would then have to pick it up and get it delivered today because if you do you're risking a lot if you try to get delivered and i live in a apartment complex so they will drop that bitch out in the door <laughs> they will drop that in the door and you know unbeknownst to you if they don't they don't alert you you're it's just laying out there and i'm like i can't trust this i cannot i'm not i'm nowhere near trusting this to anybody i need to make sure that this is actually in my hands so i end up uh trying best buy but that wasn't even easy if you guys remember that was that was an issue because you had to it was like getting tickets to you know san diego comic-con you had to be in a waiting room you had to keep refreshing and doing all the stuff and my god i there were there were times i almost lost my connection i almost lost out and doing it and i it was like it was it could be compared to if anybody has ever gone fishing or bass fishing and you're i guess you're getting like the biggest uh, fish with like the heaviest weight or whatever like that and you're trying to wheel it in and it's just pulling away and you're trying to wheel it in it felt like that that's how my experience was i can't speak for anybody else but i managed to get it and i got it the first year and it was 
awesome and it was worth it and it was just it was a fantastic thing at the time but it, you know not everybody was able to get it back then and i just i can't believe it's been like three years it's already been like two i think yeah it's been three years with this and um man it's been it's been hardcore with me since i i've loved it i've been it's been an awesome experience uh playstation is you know they they do it justice i can't wait because we got a lot of awesome games coming up street fighter 6 is coming up we got spider-man 2 rumored to be according to the actor who plays venom uh, rumored to be coming out in september we hopefully it is coming out this year but september may be the date either way it is it is being bought immediately but um yeah man it, it's a lot to look forward to but god of war is definitely one of the flagship titles um of last year and i think spider-man may be it's it's gonna be hard not to believe that spider-man 2 will not be the one this year and it will not be because i i without even saying that game will be a candidacy for game of the uh game of the year along with um legend of zelda tears of the mountain i i definitely see but i think the legend of zelda is probably gonna knock it <laughs> i i know spider-man is gonna be drop dead awesome but you just you don't you don't count out nintendo you do not count out nintendo at all in this case so we will see speaking of knocking out for spoken to be uh for spoken you know everybody's favorite game sorry everybody's favorite protagonist <laughs> being facetious as hell because there are people who hated this game um i was not one of them I, didn't, I also will not say that this was the best game of the year or, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't anything, but it wasn't bad. I think it got way more backlash than it deserved. And, but to Square Enix's credit, they're not backing down because Forspoken is scheduled to release a new DLC despite the hostile response from some fans. Thankfully, Square Enix didn't back down on this. I'm, I'm so thankful that they didn't do it um, because I think a lot of the, like I said, a lot of it was just unwarranted. It was just unwarranted hate. And it's, this has been, if you really pay attention to certain things that has been advertised, promoted on social media, and you know, there's a certain backlash to certain things when it involves women, when it involves people of color, taking over certain particular positions and roles there is a vocal minority take note to what i just said there is a vocal minority a loud vocal minority think about what that means a loud vocal minority and if you don't know what minority means that means a small group of people who will try to sabotage something purposely. And I've seen it many times. It, it, it is a thing. People think it's not. It is absolutely a thing that people are doing. They are quick to sabotage certain projects and certain things because it involves a person of color taking over certain roles and certain positions and whatnot. We've seen it happen many times. Peter Pan just recently in the trailer. Little Mermaid, little trailer. Thank you, Disney, for also not backing down on this either. So, Forspoken, I, you know, I reviewed Forspoken. It got a good grade. It didn't get the best grade in the world. I mean, even though I liked it, I felt like it could have been better in a sense. But, 
you know, they they are continue to go on with it. And this new expansion pack is a great way to show that they are still, you know, supporting this game, which is great because, you know, Luminous uh, Games has been absorbed by them recently. And, uh, you know, it's, it's safe to say that they they did. I think they did a fairly good job. I didn't particularly like the the visual style per, per se. I think it was a little too grainy. I think they could have done a little bit better and you know the lighting and shadowing was a little bit off but overall the game experience was good the story i felt was okay it wasn't the best story in the world that i felt but it did its thing and i was into the free character i understood the free character probably more than a lot of people and those who were probably complaining about the way she spoke and all that stuff like dude i can relate to that i can i've related to Frey a lot more than most people could understand so I didn't mind her character, her her persona, or what up. Like, there are people like her out there, and I can relate to it. And I appreciated what they did with her character. And take note, like, if people were complaining about the fact that she was cursing and all this, hell, she's a teenager. What do disgruntled teens do at their when they're young? They curse like they they think how adults curse. Like when when like most adults. When you get to that age, it's like you don't you don't curse that much anymore because it's like we've done it already. We did we got it all out of our system. It's like no point. We can make we we can learn to get our point across without having to like say you know f you or whatever like that every single time. But as a teen, you're you can't wait to do it. And she is like a disgruntled Frey is a disgruntled teen with no family no background so one she's going to be angry and hostile and in a lot of ways rightfully so if you're in that situation what are you going to be you're going to be grumpy you're going to be you know and, and you're going to be upset angry all the time like look how your life is people just really don't think about that stuff like that you know the psychology of why she is doing what she's doing so it makes sense so i didn't mind it at all but i digress the expansion entitled entando we trust is set 25 years before Frey comes to Athia. She just so happens to arrive at the heart of Athia's historic destruction known as the Purge of Reddick, where, where the Tantas went mad. And if you played the game, if you know the story, you know what happens with the Tantas. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it or anybody who's waiting for this game to go really cheap to check it out themselves to realize that this game wasn't as bad as they thought it was. Frey and her new partner, Tanta uh, Senta, works together to save Athia before the collapse. So, this DLC launches on May 26. Those who purchase the Digital Deluxe will be able to play the game on the 23rd, so you'll get three-day early uh, treatment for that. And um, now, with my caution, for this i did not get the digital deluxe because granted when i played the demo the demo wasn't as good as the finished version and people need to remember and i think well here's i don't think just people need to remember people need to learn a lot of times when you see the demos the demos aren't complete the demos just showing how the game plays somewhat how the game looks and i i'm so happy to now know that a lot of game companies when they put out demos they will have a disclaimer somewhere in the bottom or before the game starts saying this is not a finished version this is just a 
a a demo a demonstration of what this game can be and i think people don't realize demo means demonstration means this is just displaying what this game is going to be capable of doing but it's not the finished product you the visuals may change aew has done this many a times with fight forever the visuals and the visuals has changed from what we saw in the beginning so um the visuals will change by the time it gets to the main or it may not because it like actually looks good to them and it fans um the fans you know will have positive feedback towards it so it plays it's a case-by-case -case situation but it's just a demo but by the time the actual full game came by the visuals was a little bit more stable and it looked a little bit more better even though i was still not really a fan favorite of everything about the visuals of forspoken it was still much better and the control scheme was much better and, and such to that so it, i found it to be much more enjoyable even though it wasn't as it was enjoyable per se but not as enjoyable it wasn't the most enjoyable game i played either um so nonetheless uh hopefully that that improves and i they probably have i haven't played it since um and the other thing too they didn't have new game plus and i think that's the other reason why i didn't continue to hang on with the game because i you know may want to play the story mode again and i don't want to play all over again you you know and earning everything back so if they get new game plus i may jump back on it but otherwise it's you know i probably won't play it till like a long time from this point in here but still you know if you haven't checked it out you know if you want to wait till it goes reasonably low i don't blame you <laughs> i don't blame you for it but it is still worth checking out to an extent it's, it's a game to play so you know what else is actually a game to play and this is our final uh final little uh set of news here sega who came out with this awesome april fools special of course this is april april fools was just a few days ago and sega decided to celebrate the uh wholeheartedly holiday with this awesome awesome game that just hit a milestone on steam sega's successful april fools joke on sonic just hit 1 million downloads the free-to-play game on Steam entitled The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog hits a milestone on the platform in the form of a million. And of course it's free. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And I don't look, I don't go on Steam as much. I have Steam, I have a Steam account, but I don't go on there much because I don't like playing on a computer because I don't like to be stuck in behind a desk playing a computer. I like to chill in my living room, play on a platform. This is why I do wish that Steam would allow you to play on a on an ipad or especially if this, because this is a point and click i would love to just play that on an ipad or just have some capabilities to play you just for some reason you can't at least to my knowledge you can't if there is somebody let me know because i'm i would love to do that because i already play remote play on on a playstation on my ipad so why not play on a steam on the iPad and I could just get a controller that will a wireless controller that will work like I do with the iPad. So enough said the, uh, the, the game is, uh, I believe they said it's the, uh, 61st highest rated game on steam, that 61st highest. Um, this was not developed by Sonic team, believe it or not. This was developed by Sonic social team. I don't know the difference there, but it, it it is what it is the story behind this is that is amy rose's birthday and she is hosting a murder mystery party 
on Mirage on the Mirage Express, which is this ship. Sonic the Hedgehog become the game's victim. Everyone is off to get to the bottom of things. However, sometimes something feels a bit off. And it is this really an innocent game, or is this more sinister afoot? And this is how the game goes. And you play this kind of character, this new waiter or something that just comes in and he's working for the first day. The captain is retiring and it's just all these really cool things going on. It's like, I think it's like two hours of gameplay in there, but it's really just a lot of fun. It, it, it really is. And unfortunately there is no plans to port this on other systems. And I don't understand why this is ridiculous. This is not the first point and click uh, game that has made success on the steam. The last free to play point and click game that they hit that hit uh, with gamers on a steam was KFC. Yes. Kentucky fried chicken. If you guys remember that came out with their own deal on the steam entitled, I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. It is. And if you haven't played that and if it's still on a, if it's still on steam, find it. It is hilarious. It is awesome. Who would have thought this was an awesome. Uh, I, I talked about this like episodes ago, but K Kentucky fried chicken or KFC put out this game which has all these anime characters in there and they're talking about their love for they're tr they're trying to date you know find love through kfc it is hilarious it is awesome it is brilliant to be honest it's a great it was a great way it, this is great branding it's a great way to you know get people to really love your product especially and to reach out to a certain target demographic I love that. And this was, this was right here with it too. I just wish this, they just put this on a, this is wasted. I, I like the steam has a particular uh, group of people that play on steam. They have their, you know, base, but there's so many other people on PlayStation and Nintendo and Sega and, and, and Xbox reach out to them with this. This is just awesome. Uh, I mean, it's this is an exclusive that's fine it makes sense that you want to have something like this but i don't know how many people i mean it did reach a million people i can't really say that when it did reach a million people that does speak volumes but is that still enough or is are all these people just on steam or is it you know how many people is it is compared to like the people on playstation and xbox and nintendo you know that at least you know we need to figure that out as well. So, but if you have the steam, if you have a laptop, you have steam, go out of your way, check this out. Or if you got your desktop as well, go out of your way, check it out. It is freaking awesome. So one of the best things to happen on April fool's day. All right, folks, that will do it for this segment. We're going to take a break, come back and I will review Bayonetta origins, Cereza and the lost demon. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review bayonetta origins cereza and the lost demon this is a really cool prequel to the bayonetta series and this is focusing on cereza in her younger age and pretty much this is a coming of age story done in a very disney fashion this is beautifully told by platinum games platinum games what i love about this company and why they're my favorite company is because they tend to reinvent the wheel every single time. They use the simple template of an action platformer. And then what they do is that they find ways to work around the action platform style and do something different with it every single time. It's like you really can reinvent the wheel <laughs> with this case. And they managed to do so. This one is kind of a, this is not like your normal Bayonetta game. This plays in a kind of a isometric platformy type of way but also you are controlling both cereza and her demon friend cheshire who is her her first demon so basically the story with this real quick is that she is you know she's very young she hasn't learned the dark arts like the bayonetta we know by the way i'm not the first person to realize that bayonetta is not her initial name i'm pretty sure that a lot of you out there Thought that bayonetta was her name not cereza and bayonetta is just a title and then we now know this more than ever because of bayonetta 3 where her daughter has taken it over and if you call that a spoiler kiss my ass because that move that game has been out for quite some time so that's your loss but enough said <laughs> the idea is that we're seeing her develop her dark arts and she's going in her first real adventure and she's doing so with her first demon ever cheshire so she we see a different cereza here uh we see her like the cereza that we know from the bayonetta series is very confident she you know she deflects nothing no fear at all uh she is very empowering this one this her her and her younger state not so much um she's just learning things she's you know definitely afraid and throughout her adventure her and cheshire kind of create their own bond and she she has to learn how to survive she has to learn how to not be afraid and to be able to use her powers and throughout the game you'll see a lot of really cool aspects about the original series that you'll start to recognize things that we see in the original series that we now see first uh seen here so they didn't go in the way of the normal bayonetta game this was supposed to be a whole new feel with a whole new story gave it a fairy tale theme to it and i really enjoyed that so again we're gonna go through this in normal grading fashion that i've been doing for quite some time we're gonna be going 
in the ways of originality, graphics, uh, sound and music, gameplay, uh, what else here? Fun factor, replay value, actor performance, story, because there is performances in here as well, and story. So originality, <laughs> there's, I, you know, there's a rare time that I give a, uh, an originality high praise because, you know, most of the games that we play are most games that we pretty much play are basically the same thing they, they you know it's a it's a platformer it's a um you know it's a fighting game it's you know barely do i ever say that something's completely original this is completely original mostly because of how they designed the game how they developed the game the game is it, it, like i said it's an isometric isometric platformer but what the difference here is that like you're controlling both characters here so um you have that situation and we'll talk about that a little bit deeper when we get down to gameplay so you know this is a, creating a totally different experience and it immerse think of this game uh, who can i what games can i relate this to there's a lot of isometric games out there um hades is one um bastion will be another one in, in a sense where you're out there i mean it, it it's a it's not original in that sense of an isometric type of game but it is in a way of how you play it and how you go through the game so i mean we've seen games like that where you're, you're, you're in this action platforming type of situation and you got the narrator you know uh you know talking while you're in this adventure they do the same thing here but when you do the when you play the controlling the controllers uh the, i would say the control scheme and then also the the puzzles that you have to do it creates a really big package so it's you've seen this before but not in the way that platinum games do it so i give this a very high praise in terms of how they were able to put this together like i said they're re, they look at certain platformers and they reinvent the wheel all the time and i really love that they were able to do this in here so um i thought that the game and like i've played other games like this before but not exactly in the way that this is being played so i i, I give it high praise for its originality here graphics also um again this is not your normal bayonetta game which we you know we see bayonetta games they're awesome they're beautifully designed platinum games gives you the devil may cry experience with that not this time they went a different route this is you know her as a child so they wanted to treat it like a beautifully told storybook and they give it this storybook art the art style is looks just like a, a story um a, a really fairy tale storybook um type of vibe the art style is like you're just flipping a page and you know you're seeing it's like reading winnie the pooh or or peter pan if you will um, so if you've ever read, read the original or seen the original Winnie the Pooh in, in, in Peter Pan books, you know, they have these really cool, beautifully drawn illustrations, storybook illustrations on here, but it's that coming to life. So you get to see all these in a really cool visual style way that gives you a sweet, compelling, and like I said, Disney type of vibe. This is old school Disney vibe and i say old school disney vibe because if you didn't grow up with disney the way that a lot of people did like i'm i'm 46 so i grew up with disney way you know in generations way before 
that time, like Fantasia. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I grew up watching the Steamboat Willies and, you know, Steamboat Mickeys or whatnot and all that stuff. So the animation back then really kind of looked like what I'm seeing now, or even I would, you know, even say Hanna-Barbera or, or, you know, Warner Brothers and stuff like that, really beautifully drawn characters to make it feel like AA storybook come to life. So I love, love, love the graphic style. And it really somehow still made it feel like Bayonetta. You know, it, it really gave it the essence of what we love about Bayonetta. And of course, if you played the first game, you saw the young Bayonetta in the age two. So we're used to seeing Cereza in this, you know, in this format, but now we get to play as her in this format too. And I thought it was really well done the way they put it together. It, it told a, it, it helped narrate the story very well fluently through it of course the music and soundtrack and every uh, the orchestrated music and and the sound effects and everything was just great for this like these are things these are things that are no-brainers for platinum games they when they do it they go all out you know beautifully orchestrated music that we're playing along and to match the fairy tale story and theme to go in there so i really enjoyed that as well and then we got the gameplay again. We talk about the gameplay here um, and why I say the originality is so high because the innovation of the gameplay plays a factor. So the innovative way you play using both Joy-Cons to control both Cereza and Cheshire separately, meaning the left side, I believe is for Cereza, the right side is for Cheshire and you, which provides a particular challenge when facing enemies. The key is to try and not you know, use their, try and use their powers. I should say not, I, let me repeat that. The key here is to try and use their powers and abilities to your advantage while working together simultaneously. So if you're in a, if you're in a little stage platform and you got your enemies around, you gotta kind of deflect Cereza away from the enemies and allow Cheshire to be the one. She's more defense. Cheshire is offense. <laughs> And the key is to like make sure that she stays safe, but Cheshire is also, you know, protecting her and, you know, taking out the enemies. But Cereza is just not also just there to be, to run away or to defend. She also helps by <clears throat> binding the characters and making them and stabilizing them in order for Cheshire to easily attack them as well. So you got to work that plan around. It is not easy to do. When Cheshire uses to, uh, used to attack while Ceresa tries to sustain them, it's easier said than done. It takes a bit to figure out. And sometimes you will be, if I will, I will say this, this it reminds me in compared to playing Luigi in Luigi's Mansion 3, because, you know, trying to control him while using the vacuum cleaner weapon or whatever like that, the suction weapon that he uses, it sometimes can be tricky to do that because you got to go in a different angle or whatnot. So, it's this is kind of like how that is. If you played Luigi uh, Luigi's Mansion uh, three, you kind of get what I'm talking about here. It's kind of on that level. Some people liked it, and some people felt that it was it was a little bit too tricky. You know, you got to really figure it out. This is kind of on the same realm. So, you know, a lot of some people may enjoy this, and some people may not. In this case, um, I felt it was okay. Uh, it, it, like it wasn't. It wasn't the, my favorite type of, you know, control scheme and game and way to uh, play the game. You know, 
but it was it was there much like bayonetta uh, much like the bayonetta trilogy you will have a skill tree um for both characters to evolve your abilities and your you know in their journey while it is a fresh new way to play uh a bayonetta game this platform is nearly not as is nowhere near as fun as the original three because the original three you know Teresa is in control she you know she is overpowered if you will not this case so you're and i think it was meant to do this this way to make it feel like like she didn't have it easy as she did during one two and three so she had to struggle a bit and she had to go through some trials and tribulations to get through and i think the control scheme demonstrates that it it, it displays that so i it was by design I, I i appreciate it that way but doesn't mean it is always enjoyable the fun factor because of the control scheme um it kind of deflates a little bit but not so much that you can't completely enjoy this game because there's a lot to enjoy with this game um again it's not as filling as you would play in bayonetta because in bayonetta one two and three you're able to do a lot in there but again because cereza is just now learning the ropes she is limited to any of what she has done when she's an adult when she finally has the you know she's mastered the dark arts if you will so she's limited but um you have to rely on cheshire to be the one with the abilities and even his, his abilities are slightly limited because again these guys are just learning the craft so and you're just following the story from there but they still made it fun you know enough fun to be enjoyable throughout the game replay value it's okay like i can play this game again but i'm not eager to want to play this game again after the fact like i'm more eager i would be more eager to play the first three and the only reason why i would probably play this again is to go through everything is to like kind of binge play all of the games together but i'm not eagerly willing like this is a must play again game for me so, but it was still enjoyable enough to uh, play. So like I could do it on that measure, but I won't be jumping to it anytime soon. The actor performances were as great as you would expect. Um, I believe Ad, uh, Angeli Wall took the role of young Cereza this time around uh, for the American version, for the English version, if you will. Um, and I thought she did very well. She, you know, it was, as great of a performance as you could possibly have in here um nobody in this game is really recognizable in terms of which you would you know recognize they didn't use any of the original cast members from this. this is a totally different cast and it wasn't really that many people it was cereza and um another actor jenny lee who was the narrator for this he didn't you know had you know other characters as well it's like it really wasn't that many people doing these roles for this but it was very very well done the music played well the performances played well with it too it was very stellar top notch from there and the story thought the story was great it was a great telling of how she was able to you know toughen up and be the become the bayonetta that we know she is today so you know kudos to that so overall this is if you're if you're a fan of platinum games if you're a fan of bayonetta i do think that this will be a great addition to your collection and to your fandom of bayonetta and platinum games because this is just another solid I, I wouldn't say this is a stellar game this is a solid platinum games there are 
plenty of other if you list this in among the ranks of platinum games that you would play platinum game titles i would say that you would play this will kind of be on the lower side if you will but it's still a stellar game because you know truth be told they make a lot of awesome titles and i mean a lot okay i still wish they would put transformers devastation on other platforms because that is just sitting collecting dust in their studios come on hasbro do something about that put that on the switch i know that can fit on a switch it come on come on so um nonetheless it is a solid title uh in terms of grading for this originality i'm gonna just say 95 maybe even 100 if you will because I, again this is yes this is an isometric style platformer that we've seen before but not in the way we didn't play this in the way that they put it together and i think that that played a big factor so that will get 95 a curve at 100 at best graphics 100 for me uh sound and music 100 uh gameplay i gave it 85 because again not everybody's gonna like this and it's not the most fluid form of gameplay that you would like to play given that you are controlling both characters in a way i i felt like they they could they could have possibly have done it done it differently um i would think in terms of games where you had to play two different characters i think nintendo did it best when they did um super mario all-stars where you control both luigi it was the rpg uh game that you could control both luigi and mario that's some of the best gameplay uh forms of gameplay for an rpg i've ever played they would have done something a little bit more like that the game would have probably been a little bit more enjoyable than it is uh right now fun factor 85 mostly because of what i just said with the gameplay uh replay value again because of the gameplay i gave it um 80 like again it it is something i can jump back into but i'm not eagerly ready to jump back into actor performances i thought was 100 as well as the story because it gave you a more deeper dimension to the cereza character like we get to see Cereza in a way that we never seen her before, you know, and that was very vulnerable. And Cereza, normally when we watch her in the first three Bayonetta, she's anything but vulnerable in here. She lacks vulnerability at all. She doesn't feel like a damsel in distress. Well, she did here up until a certain point. And she just decided to like stand up for herself and become, you know, and be brave for herself and then become the Bayonetta that we know today. So overall, when you when you put that all up together that gives me give me a sec give the uh final points to that that is a three uh 375 uh in total which becomes a 93.8 percentile which then makes for a grade of a so bayonetta is nonetheless despite the you know can you know the gameplay and all this stuff still a very solid game and nothing short of what you would expect from platinum games it gets a solid a here so if you haven't played this if you want to check it out if you're a fan of bayonetta but haven't jumped on it yet this is like i said this is worth adding to your collection platinum games once again hit a um, a, a uh a home run here so folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys uh, once again for hanging out here and also checking out the select star special that i did on um marvel avengers i called it the fall it was a, just a deep dive into the journey that crystal dynamics has gone through with that game you know and it the little 
the story that was like too little too late <laughs> like i i recently just played through the game i played um the hawkeye and kate bishop and in the in the main story god this game plays so much better if this game if this version of the game that they just came out with in the last year or so was the game that they came out in the beginning we would i wouldn't have to do a special but i did this special to talk about the the positives but more than negatives as well of why this game has fallen from grace and what we as fans or consumers and developers hopefully can learn from that experience and especially us as as um as gamers and consumers and we need to think of ourselves more consumers and that episode tells you why so i highly recommend going out of your way to check it out because we go into deep detail you know chronicle chronicling like everything dating back from 2017 when they first announced that square enix was going to be involved in a, in a marvel game so go out of your way check that out but um and thank all those who have uh because you know i felt like i just needed to i needed also because i've been playing that game since day one and i felt that I, it was my way of venting <laughs> in a way too but also giving its props for what they have done it wasn't a complete you know terrible the game is no far from terrible now than it ever was but it's not to say we can't forget what they've done so go anyway check that out go check out um all of our other episodes including my interview with molly flanagan the voice of naruto and the star of one of the stars of not uh dead yet abc's new comedy hit and royal crackers where she plays the role of matt awesome 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 animated show in adult swim so that already got a second season is <laughs> already getting has already got the sexy she's already in the um in the studios now recording it so go anyway check that interview out and uh you know check out all of our episodes all of our audio episodes all of our video exclusives on talktimelive.com we got so much great content that you can easily find on our official website there and if you are checking out our shows and want or want to check out our shows on your favorite podcast platforms we are everywhere podcasts are played including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora you name it tumblr we're on air type in talk time live on tumblr you could easily check it out and you can listen there too so go to your way check it out and folks thank you so much again that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live we are out of here take care and i will talk to you on sunday where we will review super mario brothers Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.